0: Hi guys,
1: welcome to Don't Quit Your Daydream. I'm
0: Charles and I'm Shana and we invite you to join us, two friends, as we discuss the highs and lows of
1: writing. Come and take a seat and make your writing dreams come
0: true. Hey daydreamers, welcome back to Don't Quit Your Daydream. Today we are talking about messages, moral messages, all the kind of takeaways that people get from reading a book or watching a film or tv show um because i think that the important thing about writers is that sometimes we have something we want to share something we want to say and then our creative writing is just like an outlet of how to say it Um, and i know that for myself like i definitely have a lot of things that i'm passionate about things that i believe in and yeah my writing is one way of me putting that message out there Mm -hmm. because sometimes just saying things explicitly like we should save the planet people don't (laughs) listen do they but then if they watch a film or read a book that like suggests that in a subtle Mm -hmm. way it can have a more powerful message to take away so i wanted to talk about that today because i think that it is important to do that as writers not that we have to for every story obviously but that it can be really powerful to do that Mm -hmm. and kind of how to do that really Mm -hmm. Um, so I think something that I would like to start with by saying is the story that I'm working on right now, uh, Charlene already knows this, but, um, has a lot of those kind of messages that I want to share. Um, mm-hmm. so I've got like themes of classism in there, poverty, uh, destroying the planet because <laughs> that's <laughs> what messages. we're doing exactly. Oh. <laughs> but then people reading my story might not get that straight away. Mm. And I think that those are the best stories where one person could watch it or read it and just be like... That was a cool story, that's it. And mm-hmm. somebody else can be like, oh my God, that was so deep. Did you see those messages of X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z? And it gets you thinking, it gets you talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's difficult to get that balance, isn't it? Of it's, not being it's too preachy. Yeah. But at the same time making it that you, you are sharing that message. So like Absolutely. for example, my, my husband actually, he watched um a TV show called Bojack Horseman. I don't know if you've heard of it. He watched it way before we got together. And then when I watched it, I was like, this show's like really dark and deep. And he was like, Is it? And I was like, Yes, how do you not know? <laughs> He's taking drugs and talking about depression and suicide. He was like, Oh, I thought it was oh, just yeah. like horses and dogs and things. I'm like,
1: What? Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> so like the exact same yeah. people like people can watch the exact same thing and different things you
1: get what you, you need from it exactly I think that's the beauty yeah I think one of the things I think is that not focusing on your message when you start yes. a story yeah. is the, the most sense way to go because I think because the reality is for most writers I think we find out what we believe or what we're passionate about because we write yes and we see those messages in our writing so I think it I, for me personally, I don't start with a theme. Mm-hmm. I start with just the story. Mm-hmm. And the story tells me the themes that I want yeah. to look into and mm-hmm. what I'm really passionate about. And then once I can see it, then I might add a little something, something to it just to flesh it out a bit and make yeah. it something that's like, is a message, makes sense, yeah. but not too preachy like you said. Like my story at the moment, I'm trying to care for what I share. <laughs> but I can say this, it is about... Inheriting magic yeah. and um, from your family line, and somebody has to die in order for you to inherit it. Yeah, and that makes it really interesting because when I there was a while there was a while back where I used to work and do like funeral booklets for families when someone had passed away, and one thing I used to always see is that there was for most of the families. High lack of unity when it came to who's going to who's going to get this who's going Mm -hmm. to get the money and it was often the time when the families were completely divided yes and I think that's really devastating and we it wasn't like oh I just saw it once or saw it twice like it was like if I made quite prevalent yeah if I made like 10 funeral booklets nine of those families were secretly at war and so, it's like so that's really devastating. And so looking at like this thing of taking it, I didn't plan to do it that way. I just yeah. was very, very intrigued with what would happen if marriage was yeah. inherited and someone mm-hmm. had to die. And then when I started to think about that, all those themes came in of like People actually almost waiting for people to die, preparing for people to Mm -hmm. die, to get what they deemed as something really valuable. And then that made, like, a lot of, like, morals be questioned. And so Mm -hmm. I found myself, like, then the story went that way. And it's really funny that it's only as I'm speaking about it that I've kind of realised that maybe there's a link to what I was doing before. And, like, seeing families fight so much, like, over material things and things that they deemed... Worthy yes, to fight over. Yeah. And in reality, you know, it's the person that you should have been fighting over and mm-hmm. it, the, the focus should be on the fact that somebody's just died. Yeah, And I you, agree, yeah. you know, depends on what you believe in, you're never going to see them again until you pass away. Mm-hmm. So in this life now... You don't ever see them again, and mm-hmm. yet you're fighting over material things. Yeah. That, you know, one day you could drop and it breaks, or money you spend it and it's gone. Yeah. But that was what people were so much more focused on mm-hmm. than the actual person dying.
0: Which is such a shame. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It a is. Shame. Um, yeah. It's funny enough, I'm, I'm just thinking like I'm actually the opposite <laughs> in that, and I think it's probably because I'm a plotter and you're more of a panther. Yeah. Absolutely. That mm-hmm. I do think of the mm-hmm. themes in the beginning. And mm-hmm. obviously, guys, there's no right or wrong way. No, no, definitely. I think not. a lot of it you find along the way anyway yeah. whether you plan it or not so yeah no matter
1: what you do you it comes out exactly. And you can't help it because the story is going to be the yeah way it's so going
0: if to you're writing and you're like I don't know what my big theme is no. I don't know what my moral messages are fine it does not matter someone no. will find it whether you write it or not yeah. so and they'll find messages fun. that
1: you didn't even exactly. see yourself and that's why yeah. I say that I think that you learn a lot about what you believe and how you feel and what you think True. based on what you write you and then yeah. other people get things from it where you're like huh you yeah. got that from it okay. okay that's up to you yeah, i'm a genius i didn't i didn't really know that i did that Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. But um Mm -hmm. yeah, from like my perspective, yeah, I do think of the the themes in the beginning. I think because it helps me know who my characters are and it kind of helps me to make decisions on what 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 is gonna happen, I suppose, because it for me the themes and the, and the messages are the emotion of the story. Yeah. Um, because, be true. Because you, yeah, if you've got, I don't know, some, something to do with the planet, for example, like like mine is, um, you, you do have to be like, okay, these scenes where I'm talking about what we've done to the world need to be really real and raw and deep for somebody to read this and be like, oh, shit, we've ruined the planet, mm-hmm. rather than just like, oh, that's a bad thing. Okay, yeah. move on. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: yeah, it kind of... That's the real cause of the
0: Yeah, and it helps you... When you know those things, obviously, whether it's later or in the beginning, it doesn't matter. But when you know those things, it helps you know where to focus your story and when to turn up the notch on the emotions, when to turn up the notch on the character's decisions, because mm-hmm. it, it helps then... I don't know. Guide the
1: reader on. Okay, this is important. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, and because I think it also g- got that in the back your, of your mind. Yeah, it gives your character something to fight for. Oh, because, yes, 100%. like, and that's what I mean. No matter how you get to it, Shana's absolutely right. You do get to it, and yeah. it is the heart of the story because that thing, that theme, that feel is what your character is essentially fighting for, even yes. if they don't start out fighting it. Like, yeah. if you think about some of the great stories, like, if, if we look at... I just rewatched all the Harry Potter so I'm going to talk about. Yeah. That. <laughs> but if we look at, like, let's go back to Harry's journey. When he first started, he lived with a family that are horrible. Mm-hmm. And his dream was probably just to one day get free of that house. And oh, that was yeah. it. Yeah. And then along comes the letter, and he finds out, you know, at some point, I am a wizard. Mm-hmm. And it's just, wow doing this means I'm going to get away from this house mm. like for this many weeks yeah. at a time. He never, ever thinks that he's going to be fighting for the world, essentially, no, to to not. eradicate the world of someone who really wants to twist the world in, the, in a very, very dark way. And again, based on things that mm. they truly believe, and yeah. they believe to be fair and just because yeah. of their own past and they're mm-hmm. a product of their environment. When I say that, I'm talking about he who should not be named. Okay. Um, <laughs> But if you think about it, whether or not that that character goes on that journey for that purpose, Mm -hmm. they always learn that message as they go along. And so they then carry that message and it's almost like they learn it and they're fighting for it. You know, Katniss as well Mm -hmm. in Hunger Games. She just goes in Hunger Games, really. One, because it's a way of life. Two, to save her sister. That Mm -hmm. is her only intention. Does she think there's going to be this massive revolution and rebellion not. at the end that she kind of heads and she, yeah. she's like the faithful Whoa. no i don't think if, if you'd shown her that she probably would have been like you know what prim yeah <laughs> sorry to shot sure your problem. <laughs> it was nice knowing you but like and that's the interesting thing when we take our characters on a journey that not even they realize what yes. they're fighting for until yeah. they're smack bang in the middle and they realize that you know what, it almost shows a lot of the times in stories i think a lot of stories Give us that thing of showing that we ha- all have a responsibility to fight, and yes. there are different ways to fight for things. Yeah, whether all it's small have, things,
0: big things. Yeah,
1: we all yeah. have a responsibility to stand up for what's right, mm-hmm. and and sometimes that means getting pulled right into it. Yeah, and, that's and really obviously, scary. like
0: uh, two things from what you've just said, mm-hmm. like the biggest moral takeaway from most stories is good versus evil, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and the decisions that we yeah. make, like that, will be the oldest mm-hmm. tale in in the world because yeah. all of us will go through. A t- a moment in our life where we're like is this the right decision to make did I do the right thing in this situation and obviously most of us won't fight Voldemort but yeah, hope not, <laughs> hope not. <laughs> if you do that's oh, pretty cool but it, yeah no, no Um exactly <laughs> uh, but we might have like I don't know you see someone getting bullied at school do you say something mm-hmm. do you not like mm-hmm. I think most of us have been in that situation mm-hmm. and it is really difficult to speak it up for someone it is sometimes because um, you could
1: become then the exactly. targeted person yeah
0: and like you most of us if we don't will regret it and then later Mm -hmm. on hopefully make the right decision Mm -hmm. and that's what our characters need to do they need to be faced with like a situation that's like they have to take a stance to make a choice whatever maybe they make the wrong choice and then later they learn that lesson I think that's really powerful Mm -hmm. but the other thing I was going to say so when you are thinking about the themes of your story and the messages that you want to leave your readers with um, this credit for this goes to um, Abby Emmons on YouTube so you can Mm -hmm. go check her out she's great her her and her sister (laughs) are amazing Um, Mm -hmm. so shout out to her so she said it's about thinking about the truth that you want to scream from the rooftops I think that's Mm -hmm. how she phrases it and I, I agree with that and I think it has Helps you know what your character's misbelief is. So the truth you want to scream from the rooftop is that uh, I don't know. Um, black people have uh, the right to, you know, equal living. <laughs> really bad <laughs> but equality we got the message there we go equality sure. amongst the races that's the truth yeah. you want to scream from the rooftops yeah. so obviously your character's misbelief then will be the flip of that so they'll believe no actually people who aren't white don't deserve as, as good mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. we're, we're destined to not be mm-hmm. as good as them mm-hmm. um Obviously not great, but that's what you, that could be your character's misbelief, and then their misbelief is what guides them through because they're they're making decisions from that point of view. They've grown up for whatever reason, believe in this thing wholeheartedly. It's just their truth. It's it's what they know, um, and then obviously they're going to make certain decisions because of that. They're going to um, not see opportunities because of that. Maybe turn away from certain people because of it. Blah blah blah. It's going to guide them on their story, and then obviously along the way they're going to be facing lesson after lesson after lesson, person after person after person, that tries to prove to them, actually, your belief is wrong. Actually, your belief is wrong. And then by the end, hopefully, they realise, oh, I was wrong. Equality is for everybody, yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so your theme was about equality, and having that theme in mind helps you to guide what your character beliefs. Uh, <laughs> believes. So um, I think that's a way that, especially plotters, will probably be thinking of uh, how to use their themes and their moral messages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Especially if, in the beginning. Yes. If you are if you have got a theme in mind or something that you wanted, like a, a social issue that you wanted to talk about, it's hard to get it right because you can easily come across as preachy because yeah, you're so passionate. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you're so passionate about it and you see it as so obvious that why can't everyone believe what I believe? <laughs> um, so obviously... I. Don't worry too much about it in your first draft, especially. And I, I don't get hard on myself in the beginning. No, um, if you do come across as preaching first draft, so what? It's fine. Mm-hmm. But in revisions, definitely go back and be like, okay, how can I take this thing that I've said yeah. outright and weave it in instead? Mm. Can I just make it um, something that's seen rather than something i am said? Mm. Uh, instead of a, a character doing a long monologue of yeah. quality, Like, we all want to no. do that. We all
1: want to do that. No. But do not yeah. do that. Like, that's, that comes yeah. across so obvious. I almost think that the best message is if, you, if it can be done in a way that your character's Learning it as they go along. Yeah. So it's like it, nobody's preaching it. Nobody's it. It's the mistakes that they make mm-hmm. and the life choices that they they make that ultimately leads them to learn this. Yeah. Thing. I think and it's, it's never like, said out, like I learned yeah, that lesson. No. Yay. i think like going, <laughs> did you know that? It's like no. It's supposed to just in every bit of action mm-hmm. and dialogue and things that come up. It's supposed to all meld together to give people a choice yeah, because the the message ultimately is a choice you're not saying by the end of this you must believe this you're Mm -hmm. saying this is what I think is right and I hope you come on the ride with me but it's supposed to still give people choice which is why you show all sides of it that's why I think the best villains for me are villains who genuinely believe in what they're doing Mm -hmm. so like we we can hate Voldemort as much as we want but he genuinely believed that what he was doing was right and so did everybody that followed him apart from those that followed him for Mm -hmm. fear and again, they believed that what they were doing was yeah. right, and they were following him, They were trying to save their family. I think like the um, <clears throat> Draco's family is a really good example of yes. that. Like yeah. following for survival of yeah. your family, yeah. um, not necessarily doing and it kind of you getting believe. caught in what yeah, you're, getting what caught in it, and it and, and it becomes so scary. How do you come out? Mm-hmm. You have to be brave, and I think in in situations like that, you have to be prepared to know that you could die. Yeah, and, the, and if you're not willing to cross that threshold, yeah. it's yeah,
0: scary. well, yeah, one hundred percent, and like villains having beliefs is a massive one for me because, Mm -hmm. like... And ones that you can agree with yourself Mm -hmm. is really good. So, like, Thanos, for example... He thought he was... Well, Mm -hmm. he he was right but he mm-hmm. thought like oh the world is overpopulated we're we're taking resources that we shouldn't have so let's mm-hmm. kill half the population simple mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. um <laughs> he did it in a very ruthless way didn't exactly <laughs> um but then you can kind of understand that and <laughs> it's yeah. like oh my god yeah true yeah. but
1: did he go back in, right in the wrong way, way no. completely yeah or what he said made a lot of yeah. sense and and he's be- he's he wasn't doing it to be evil he was doing it because he felt that it was the correct way yeah. to solve a problem he just had
0: a very mm-hmm. Blunt way of thinking of it. People gotta go. So let's get (laughs) 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 going.
1: Sorry, (laughs) people. Sorry. (laughs)
0: Anywho, um, yeah.
1: So
0: So definitely thinking about um the different ways that your the themes and your morals can be Mm -hmm. embedded in different characters and how different themes perhaps can go against. Yeah. different themes, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like, you've got one person over here believing one thing right. and then one person believing another thing and both yeah. of those things are valid, like that's that, a very powerful... Palatable...
1: You've made such a great point because it is really, the story has to show both sides of the same coin yeah. Yeah. because if it doesn't, you, what you're basically, that's when I think, I think when you don't show both sides... Fairly, what you're actually doing is preaching. Yes. Because you are just showing one side, this is good, this is that, this is that, but you're not showing both sides of a coin. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you have to like do a perspective from the villain side or from this side. It just means you have to show enough to show mm-hmm. that there is another side and there's yeah. another reason. Yeah, um, and it makes
0: for powerful thinking from the
1: reader then. Absolutely, 100%. So it then allows the reader to make an informed choice by the mm-hmm. end because you've actually shown them Both sides of the same argument, and then they get to choose at the end. You're not telling them the whole story. Pick this side. Pick this side. Pick Mm -hmm. this side. You're just showing them it is. Yeah, because
0: like um, I I, I don't know where I heard it, but I've always remembered it, it stuck with me. That like. Like, don't treat the reader as like an idiot, like, yeah. treat them with respect, allow them to make in intellectual, like, uh, decisions about what they're reading. Like, they can decide mm-hmm. what to take away, they can decide what they believe in, who which character they agree with, blah blah yeah. blah, and that actually makes them engage more with the story Absolutely. Even, because they're yeah. able to have that freedom to make yeah. those decisions and
1: questioning their own mind exactly 100%. What do yeah. I believe because yeah. if you like, let's take again, like, say, Hunger Games for example. And it just seems like we should be 100% on the district side. But when you... And I am. <laughs> but when you look at it from their perspective, if you think about it, the decisions and the things that the capital have done to create the Hunger Games is born from fear mm-hmm. because somebody already tried to take them down. Yeah. And that fear has made them design something very cruel mm-hmm. to keep everyone in line so that they're not under threat again. Yes. And it all it is, is fear. And you can see it's not a bunch of evil people. It's a bunch of fearful people who are given into a system that protects them yes. in the very much the wrong way. Yeah. But it protects them. Yeah. And people will do a lot of very terrible things when they think that they're trying to preserve their life or 100%. the life of their family. Desperation Absolutely. is like one of mm-hmm. my favourite things yeah. to try and toy with. Yeah. Fear really, really makes people sometimes do some very cruel things and and forgo their you know integrity and their morals. One hundred percent. And so I, I think that's a very interesting thing where if you were if the story was told from the perspective of somebody that lived in the capital, we would perhaps see it differently. Mm-hmm. We would see the districts as the enemy, and they've. Waged war on us mm-hmm. before, and you know, their only aim is to take us down, so we've yeah. got to keep them contained and they're dangerous. And you know, it then looks very different yeah, when you look at it from that side yeah. because essentially, District 13 mm-hmm. did something that caused mm-hmm. all of this, according to them, yeah. Um, and the narrative that's been told, but exactly, do you know what I mean? It depends which side of the story. So, every side, I think, when you're telling the story, you have to really show a very varied. Approach for both sides so that, like I say, the reader has a fair chance of making their own decision by the end, and you hope obviously that they're going to then make the right decision, yes, and yeah. go to the side that they should, yeah. But you have to give them all parts of the story in order for them to make that informed decision, yeah, 100%. And like, you. like we
0: said, you don't have to be like, uh, balance it so fairly, like, oh, a few people believe that murder <laughs> is great, mm. but a few people believe that murder is not great. Mm. What do you think? Obviously, we know that murder is not good, mm-hmm. but to show the nuances of Mm. certain little things so like would you murder someone who's like murdered your sister, for example, mm. or like would you kill? Would you believe in killing somebody who's mm-hmm. like, uh, sorry if this triggers anybody, but like raped somebody that you yeah. love? Like you know, they are awful things that happen yeah. to people, and to know it's happening to someone you love can push you yeah, to do absolutely. something awful, to do and something you
1: wouldn't think you would. Exactly.
0: Do. So, mm-hmm. to, like playing with that as a writer can be really interesting mm. because I think we forget like how fun it can be to be like, let's question mm. what it means to be human and what we believe mm-hmm. in and why. Mm-hmm. We believe those things. So like obviously what we believe over here in the West, because we're from the UK, mm-hmm. would be different to what somebody believes over um, you know, in like Asia or Africa. Yeah, like absolutely. they have they completely have different lifestyles to us, different mm-hmm. upbringings, different religions different and mythology ways of and everything. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Different norms that are, mm-hmm. that are over there. So yeah. what we believe to be obvious and like yeah. different moral things that we would and mm-hmm. wouldn't do would actually be different to to someone over there. And that can
1: be really interesting to explore absolutely. in your stories as yeah. well. So and um, I think, yeah, the point that you, you're you making there falls yeah. nicely into the idea of, I think it's about making your characters morally grey. Yes. Because when you've got a typical good side and a typical bad side, mm-hmm. it, it what you are doing is just showing, like, pick this side, don't pick this side. Yeah. But I think morally grey, and it's something I'm really trying to play with in this story of mm-hmm. the whole inheriting magic. And even though my character has been thrust into this world and we're seen as the good guys and there is, like, an enemy to the... People that inherit magic. Yes. They're, yeah. they're an enemy yeah. that want to take them down. But what I've focused on very heavily is, like I say, what is the cost of inheriting mm-hmm. magic and what kind of person does it make you to be someone yeah. that wants someone to die yeah. to get magic? Yeah. And showing that, m- my characters I've tried to make very morally great, the things yeah. they do, the, the lengths they will go to to get their inheritance, mm-hmm. it actually then sh- allows you to see... Well, this side isn't necessarily the holy good side. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, there is a darker, deeper enemy. Yeah. But why are they the deep, deeper, mm-hmm. darker enemy? What is their side of things? Yeah. And so I'm trying to play with that at the moment to figure Which out think, that balance. Which
0: I think, as you we we were talking... I Kind of forgot, like, but Harry Potter does do that really because, like, Mm. it does feel like there's a clear cut between good and evil.
1: But, um, obviously,
0: like, Slytherin's known as like the bad house or whatever, but then you've got Snape, who was a Slytherin,
1: Mm. who's like Mm -hmm. good, Mm -hmm. and then
0: Gryffindor's seen as the good side, but Mm -hmm. then you've got Peter Pettigrew, who was bad and sold
1: out his parents. So, like, absolutely, it it
0: isn't just that cut and dry, is
1: it? And like,
0: yeah, so I think that's fun to play with, even when
1: you look at like, say, Sirius and how everyone viewed him Mm -hmm. before. We got to the point where we saw who he really was. Harry's
0: dad was a bit of a so and so. (laughs) He bullied her. He was was a real Draco, to be honest. Exactly. Let's be honest, he's a real Draco.
1: So it's like, it is really. And Draco is a really interesting character if you think about it. Like, he was a product of his environment. Did he want to be bad? No, no but it was the expectation from his family mm-hmm. yeah and that expectation not even so much from his mom from his dad yeah. that was the expectation because this is how we're going to survive yeah. and so he had no choice but really he was quite a wimp yeah
0: well he was, he was quite, a really mean a lot of it came from wimp. cowardice and jealousy yeah because he was jealous of Absolutely. harry like oh but i'm yeah. the pure blood and i don't to, get to he he be as to be his, famous as you yeah he wanted to
1: be his friend on the yeah, first. Then and then he was, I, yeah, exactly, he was rejected yeah he rejected and he never let that go
0: so what Absolutely. what I think that I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thinking right now is like yeah, we, what you want is for your readers to do what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. which is to pick apart a story and be like, well, this person believes that thing and happens, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. like that's what you mm-hmm. want to be able to mm-hmm. do, and you you can orchestrate that without really meaning to a lot mm. of times so don't stress out about it don't yeah. be like oh how do i weave don't this theme in? in like yeah. don't do that because mm-hmm. you're you're a human being who's going to have beliefs and opinions Absolutely. anyway and they're going to leak into your story whether you mean to mm-hmm. or not but what i would think about is what your character's beliefs
1: and was opinions are about to, <laughs> you didn't i was yeah. about to say that was literally about to say that because that is yeah. That is the key, isn't it? If you know what your main cast of characters... Yes, not not all of them. Yeah, yeah, but your main cast of characters, if you can understand their beliefs, you will understand every choice that they make, every decision they make, and everything they do. And once you have that, your story just... now. I always find if I start with what my characters believe... What, they're mo- what their goal is, mm-hmm. what, why they're motivated to achieve this goal and what's standing in their way. Yes. And what will they yeah. do to get that mm-hmm. thing out of their way? Mm-hmm. Will Are they the kind of person that will just kill and not care? Yeah. Are they the kind of person that tries to do it the right mm-hmm. way? Would killing completely like shatter them obviously
0: along the story do they get pushed Mm
1: -hmm. to making more
0: difficult decisions like that absolutely
1: and what does that mean for them how does it change them what's their breaking point yeah I think what you find is that you naturally have a story that just comes alive and so this is why I always push start with character yes get the glimmer of your idea Mm -hmm. but my gosh if you really really delve into who your characters are you just know the choices they will make yeah. and you know why they're making it. Even if nobody else understands or even if at first your reader's like, what are they up to? What yeah. are they doing? Eventually it all comes together and it should end with a, your, your readers being like, oh my gosh, yes. that all makes sense yeah. now. I love that, like the yeah. Snape, like every... Watching it back was really funny because I like watching it at least every once a year. Mm-hmm. But watching it back each time, I'm like... It's so funny how that first time you watch it, you really believe Snape is the bad guy, Mm -hmm. and then every little thing makes sense later on. Every decision is made. What he's been forced to do, even like if you look at it, the interesting thing is that Dumbledore is like really revered as this like amazing person, and Dumbledore's quite—he's the
0: puppet master behind it all, and just, like kept everyone in the dark. Yeah, yeah, very much
1: so. If you think about it, there's this really fine line between him caring for Harry and him really using Harry and in a way grooming him for his entire life to die. 100%. Like, that was his purpose. Like, he... He always knew that this was Harry's fate. Yeah. And yet he didn't ever get to the point where he was like, I maybe care about him too much. What's mm-hmm. an alternative? He never had yeah. that. He was very set on his goal. And don't get me wrong, he's doing it for the very right reasons because he knew that Voldemort had to die. And yeah. also, he had life accepted of that one even to he, the life yeah, of millions. He even accepted that I'm going to die on this journey. Yeah. So you understood that... The, the sacrifice. The, yeah, Dumbledore knew that this was way bigger than him and mm-hmm. way bigger than Harry. The only thing is, is that he had choice. He took away Harry's, mm-hmm. and that was quite. In a way, he's such a morally grey character, oh, which makes him a really, really interesting yeah. character. Yeah. Even like you know, yeah. knowing that he would have to have Snape kill him. Yeah. Is like and what that yeah. would and do he had to f- Snape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and exactly. he made didn't want to do that, and yeah. he had to
0: do it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah and like, uh, mm. like uh, me and Charlene watched The Little Mermaid the new one yeah. um, today uh, so go watch it everybody it support, support the film but um, it was really good and mm. I, th- I don't remember so like, correct me if I'm wrong but mm. I don't remember in the animated series um, Ursula being King whatever his name is sister uh, do you know what I was thinking I don't think that I think is. they added that exactly which yeah. I liked because I really beforehand liked it just seemed like I'm evil to be evil but thing, exactly yes. they've added this little thing exactly they've added this little thing that's I like was I'm the jealous it. sister yeah, and i I'm like, that makes so much you. more sense for yeah. her to be motivated to do this and like yeah. is it Melissa McCarthy yeah Melissa McCarthy yeah, yeah. played her really oh, well didn't guys. she she, she played was so her
1: good <laughs> I didn't even think because she does so much funny stuff I didn't think she was going to play it that well but she did. I was, she was so, so taken aback she was incredible yeah. like, and, I mean and like incredible. when
0: you like looked at her face you could see yeah. the emotion that she had from being yeah. the, the reject for her brother being a brother's shadow sorry she had all this power but she was rejected and, like she's
1: ugly, I and I that love is beautiful. That addition, exactly. To, because I was gonna say to you, but I thought I was so into the film, I i to say to you. <laughs> was they brother and sister? Yeah, in the I don't. Film? Think they, I don't think they were. They were. They might have been, but it it was, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, you are yeah. right because that element made sense yes. to why she's so exactly. angry. She was cast out. She was a. Yes. Love. And you can see that the Mer community were like a community that yeah. had people there. Yeah. So the, together. the fact that you're the one, yeah. on your own. even where she lived was cold yeah. and dark and horrible, and you could see wanting to get out of that, and she the only thing about it is she chose very cool ways to get like, her And like I don't person. know if you noticed
0: it as well like, but when this is kind of tiny spoiler but not really um, when her minions died like the pain on yes. her face because they were her only companions yeah. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what i mean yeah. so you're like
1: oh she knew she was going back to that yeah. dark hole alone yeah, exactly. and that set her off yeah. like for so the, what yeah.
0: that for me is Absolutely. like the difference between a good story and a bad story is like reasons why your characters mm. do things mm-hmm. like don't have them just be bad to be bad or, yeah. or good to be good even yeah. don't, don't just make silly decisions just mm-hmm. because or just because mm-hmm. it fits the plot like no it needs to have a reason behind it yeah. and it's fine if you as the writer don't know those reasons straight away yeah, doesn't matter. but as you go through and with revisions and editing and everything mm-hmm. i feel like you should know the reasons yeah, why yeah, yeah. and yeah. those reasons why might be linked to the themes and the moral messages from your story Absolutely. might not be but they might be mm-hmm. and obviously as we're doing now you could be suggesting things to your readers that you didn't even know that you were suggesting. So a lot of people Mm -hmm. could watch the same film and get different ideas than what we got.
1: We walked out of the cinema and, like... For us, the message was so clear and it was about allowing other people to make their choices and not... have their voice. Yeah, yeah. let them have a voice and not imposing what you think is right on them because something is right for you doesn't mean it's right for someone else. Because you're fearful of something Mm -hmm. doesn't make it bad. Yeah, don't
0: hold someone back because you're afraid and because of your beliefs. Yeah, But then somebody else could have watched that and be like, it was about love.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But do you know what? that, That film was so... I think that... I think, personally, it's one of the best remakes of one of the old things. You're probably right. I and haven't watched all of yeah. the remakes, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched all of them, but it's the, one of the best ones that I've watched yes, so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. And I think I that agree. they actually elevated the original mm-hmm. story. They didn't completely change it or anything like that. No. They elevated it. They gave it a level of emotion yeah. and, and a They just kind theme. of, like,
0: touched it up. Like, oh, yeah. let's just add this little bit, this little yeah. bit. And then just left it, it alone. Yeah, otherwise. I feel like they yeah. took
1: the same story that we all know and love and the reason we love the Little Mermaid was all there, yeah. But they made it just—it made so much. It more modernized sense. it,
0: I suppose. Yeah, didn't it? it because did. obviously, it did. back in the day, women didn't have rights,
1: so it didn't matter. Mm, yeah,
0: <laughs> but now yeah. we do, and we care, mm-hmm. and we—and they put that better
1: message across yeah, because of it the was modern a much audience, stronger so. message. So I would encourage anyone to go and see. Yes, it. especially if you're looking for how to really put through a really strong but. Not but obvious, subtle. Yeah. yeah. Message in a story that I think that did it really, really well, especially yeah. for like a child's story. Because I think when you watch the animated one, what you probably take from it more is like a woman sacrificing her whole life for a man. Yeah, but this one yeah. made it very clear mm-hmm. that. Ariel wanted that life for herself not yes. because of Eric Eric just became a bonus that was yeah. like oh and in this life there's also Eric yeah like true, yeah. it wasn't why she wanted mm-hmm. it whereas I feel like the animation one not focus more on yeah, that yeah and I don't
0: know again I don't probably remember the animation mm-hmm. but um, I think that they showed her toying with that decision more in this one yes, as well I so agree. like she knew it was Absolutely. the wrong thing to do but she was yeah. also really tempted and, mm-hmm. and she needed it and she was sad mm-hmm. and obviously Ursula was just perfect at like, pulling yeah. her strings she yeah. knew yeah. exactly she what really to say and then just boom she, mm-hmm. she was forced into it and Absolutely. obviously she's a teenager so she's yeah. going to make kind of reckless decisions mm-hmm. I mean we all do anyway mm-hmm. even if you're a teenager or not mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know it was really good it, it was, was really really, really, good. Really, really, it
1: was really good it was really well done as I say it was touched up and the message was really strong and I think what Shana said it was really shown very well, like from Ursula's decisions to the, mm-hmm. even the dad, you know, yep. his reasons, I won't spoil it on here, but his reasons for hating humans yes. made yep. so much more sense. I don't remember his reasons being that like in know, the cartoon, I and I would have to rewatch. watch it. might be the same. It. Way, maybe it was, remember. I don't remember yeah. that, I just don't remember, but I was younger watching it, so maybe yeah. I didn't pick up on those themes. But he had a real reason to hate humans, like he really yeah. did, based on what he knew. That was his, his decision. And it made sense why then he was so protective of his children, mm-hmm, And so. why he wouldn't have wanted them to go anywhere near that world. Mm-hmm. And why he had the prejudices that he had against human beings. Well, um, yeah. And in a way, what everyone stood for was bringing together that mm-hmm. divide and, yeah. and changing, which is often what happens, isn't it? Yeah, it takes definitely. someone bringing everyone together to be like, you know what, actually, we're but more you alike know, like, lovely? than you think. Yeah.
0: yeah. So the last sleep, thing that like, I'll like, say is... Just, if you are somebody, and like we've, we've said this before, we're never probably. We're never going to do a podcast episode about plot because we can't tell you how to plot. But if you are somebody who's thinking, I don't know what the plot of my story should be, Mm -hmm. then actually thinking about what you believe in, what you really care about, could be a starting point Mm -hmm. because then Mm -hmm. you can make your characters care about those things or make your characters go up against Mm -hmm. situations that affect those things. So I've done this quite a few times. I've listed, okay, these are all things I I have passionate feelings about. Um, So like racism, sexism, homophobia, all of these things. Mm -hmm. Like if you have... Like beliefs about those things yeah. or, you know, that you feel like they're issues in the, the society that you live in, mm-hmm. then they could be things that could help you to um, navigate what plot you want for your story. So um, that's a way of incorporating themes but doing it the other way around where, like, the themes mm-hmm. become about the plot. So I think that these things work in lots of different genres as well. So don't think, like, it's only can be done in contemporary worlds or have to the same as ours. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, fantasy worlds, this, this works in as well. Oh, it works so well. It works so, so well because mm-hmm. it's just universal themes that people Mm. go through no matter if those Mm. people have gills or if they have fire coming out of their hands it does not matter it's still just emotion um, and the heart of it so that's what I'll uh, leave on saying anything you wanted to add? I think that you summed it up to perfect (laughs) right so that's uh, our little uh, spiel on themes and moral messages Mm -hmm. don't stress about it just something to keep in the back of your mind and Mm -hmm. more so in revisions and, and editing as well and just generally thinking about what you believe in and how you can put it into your work or how you can like navigate different beliefs through doing your work like charlie said as well Absolutely. so good luck with that guys and we'll speak yeah. to you next week don't forget to subscribe and share it with your friends bye bye guys